I'm really excited that I get to share a word with you guys and just something that God's been speaking to me about as well. So when we started with our series, I love our new series, Just One Moment. And that's all it takes for God to really do something massive and change your whole life. So I was thinking about our series and God gave me the story um, from the Bible. So that's what I want to share with you guys this morning. And so we're going to start off um, in prayer before, we, before I get going. So if you guys don't mind just closing your eyes, I'm just going to pray over us all. Oh, Lord, like we're just saying, you are so good. We thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. And we thank you for your word that inspires and encourages and teaches. So Lord, I pray this morning as we get into your word, Father God, that you would soften our hearts and our minds, Lord, and that we would hear whatever it is that your Holy Spirit has to come and say to us this morning. So I thank you, Father, that you would bring life and just something new and fresh for each one of us through this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All righty, let's go. It's so good to see everybody. There's lots of faces that haven't been here in a few weeks or we haven't seen in a while and new faces. Good morning, everyone. And all of you online, good morning. It's great to be with you guys. Um, so I'm going to start off with a Bible verse, and we are reading today from Mark chapter 5 and verse 24, and um, it's a great story. So I'm going to start. It says, so Jesus went with him. He was going with Jarius. We'll go back to him just now. And it says, a large crowd followed and pressed around him, around Jesus. There were people everywhere. And a woman who was there had been subjected to bleeding for 12 years. She'd suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be able to be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt it in her body that she was free from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you ask who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be free from your suffering. So today I've titled my message, Fight for Your Moment. Sometimes we've got to push through to get to our one moment with Jesus. So we're going to have a closer look at this amazing woman in the Bible this morning. And now the Bible doesn't tell us her name. They don't tell us anything about her except for this one encounter that she had with Jesus. But as humans, over time... We've labeled her something, you know? And so anytime you Google woman with the issue of blood, you're going to get this story and a whole lot of sermons popping up because that's what we've done. We've taken her issue and we've said that's what she was. She's the woman with the issue of blood. And you know what I realized? We've all got issues, I hope. I hope I'm not the only one. Who's got like stuff that they're dealing with and we're going through things and things that we're battling with? We've all got these issues, and can you imagine if we, we were labeled by those issues? And we are actually, but can you imagine if people walked around us going, hmm, that's the lady that doesn't have a job right now. That's the man with that sickness, 
or that's the person who messed up that time, or this is that person with the issue of unforgiveness. Can you imagine if we walked around and that's how we were known by our issue that we're going through? That would be awful. So today I want to tell you, yes, we all have issues, but you are not your issue. It's just something that you're going through. It's not your label. So if people have labeled you, if you've labeled yourself, I want to encourage you this morning to rip it off and throw it away and stamp it in the ground. It might be just one moment that you made a mistake or you did something and, you know, now we're living with it. You, you're carrying it through to every season with you going, oh, I, I, I can never step into that because I did this. Or I can never help in this area because of this in my life. That's not who God is. He's come to set us free. So you're not your issue. Whatever we're going through, you're not alone. Everybody's got issues, but you are not your issue. And when we hear this woman's title, the woman with the issue of blood, you almost feel sorry for her, right? You think, shame. She's got an issue. She's been through so much. She's lost. She's suffered. Verse 26 says, she'd suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she got worse. Her issue took everything from her, not just her money. It took her joy. It took her dreams. It took her family. It took everything. Because, you know, with this issue, if you were bleeding, you were considered unclean in that time. And so you weren't allowed to touch anyone. She hadn't stopped bleeding for 12 years. Imagine she wasn't allowed to touch anyone because then they would also be considered unclean until the evening. So her issue had stolen everything from her. Don't let your issue define you. And don't let it defeat you. And that's why I think this woman, we look at her and we go, oh, shame. The lady with the issue of blood. But you know what? She's one of the strongest and most powerful women that I've seen in the Bible. Because it says 12 years she's suffered. She's suffered with this issue. 12, 12 years? And she hasn't given up yet. Because she's not lying in bed going, you know, like I probably would. I'd be in bed and gone, that's it. I've spent all my money, I've tried all the doctors, I'm just getting worse, nothing's going to happen, I'm never going to see a breakthrough, I'm just going to lie in my bed and I'm going to give up, that's it, I'm not going to try anymore. But she didn't, she hadn't given up, she was still pushing through, and you know what? One day, she heard about a man, a man called Jesus, a man who was he healing people, a man who was feeding people with just like, he was feeding thousands of people with a few loaves and fish. He was setting people free. So she heard these stories of this amazing man and she went, oh, maybe I can try just one more time. Maybe I can push through and if I could just touch the hem of Jesus's robe. And sometimes there's moments in our lives where we have to act on what we've heard from other people before we have that encounter of our own. She'd heard all these amazing things about Jesus and others people, other people's excitement and other people's faith stirred hers. And she was like, oh, maybe. So until you get that own encounter, maybe you need to latch onto someone who has an amazing testimony and go, tell me your testimony. What have you heard of this Jesus? 
before Milo and I came to, to Cape Town to plant a church, we, um, we very bravely said that we want to have stories to tell, you know? Like, you want to have stories to tell. You want to have a boring life. But we thought, man, we're going to get to Cape Town. It's going to be awesome. We're going to plant a church. Thousands of people are going to come. It's going to grow. It's going to just, man, everything's just going to be so amazing. It's going to be good. But we want to have stories of God's goodness and God's power and God's provision. And he's going to do all this and we're going to get to tell stories. How many of you know that that's not how the really good stories work, you know? And she fell in love and they lived happily ever after. That's like, that's not a good story. The really good stories, and as we have discovered, are the ones where in order to be able to tell of God's goodness, we had to go through some times that weren't so good. We had to actually go through really awful times and being that we could step out and go, oh God, you are so really good. In order to be able to tell of God's power in our lives, <laughs> we've had lots of moments where we've had to go through things that we didn't have the power to fix or to change. Because if we could do it, where does God get the glory in it? And then we've had to go through times we said, God, we want to tell of your amazing provision. In order to tell of God's amazing provision, we've had to go through some serious lack and where we can't provide for ourselves, but God can. And so we said we want stories and God was like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to give you stories, but we've all got a process to go through in order to get those stories. And I hope that you guys want stories to tell as well one day. Tell your children and your grandchildren, like we've been hearing about setting up those monuments of what God has done so that everyone in your family can look back and go, well, if he did it for granny and grandpa, that'll be us one day. If they could move to Cape Town and plant a church, then come on, we can take over the world. We've got to set up a legacy for the people coming after us. And not just generations, the person sitting next to you could be going through something. And you could encourage them with the story of what you've gone through. So this woman heard about Jesus and she decided I'm going to go for it. If I could just touch the garment of Jesus' hem. And you know, it's so beautiful. Even that, the, God, the hem of garment, of, the hem of Jesus' garment is so significant because it symbolized God's commandments and his promises. So she was actually saying, if I could just grab onto the promises of God's word, then I know that I could get my breakthrough because God's word says that he's a healer and that he will bring you through your breakthrough. So this woman goes off. She's made a decision. I'm going to follow Jesus. But how many of you know that just making that decision isn't, isn't the hardest part, actually? I'm going to get to Jesus. How many of you made a decision? Um, I want to wake up early and have devotions. Or I'm going to go out and I'm going to do this. Have you made? And then when you actually have to execute it, it's a little bit harder. Have you guys been through that moment before? So she's made this decision, I'm going to get to Jesus, but she still had to face the crowd. Okay, it's been a while since we were in a big crowd. Who's been in a big crowd before? Can you remember the days, like way back when? I went to a concert once. Who's been to a concert way back pre-COVID, hey? Man, people everywhere. Now the thought of it makes you go, oh, <laughs> like 
there's people here and here, and they're breathing on your neck, and you're fighting through to get to the front and everything. Um, so I was at this concert, and I wanted a T-shirt because that, you know, you need a, something to remember the concert by. So I needed a t- I wanted a T-shirt, and so I had to get to the stand that was selling T-shirts. And now there's people everywhere. And you've got it like, excuse me, sorry, coming through, you know, like, can you imagine me trying to force myself through a crowd as well? So you very politely go, oh, I'm so sorry, can I, get, like, while well, you shove your elbow in the ribs, you know, like, can I get through? And you've got to get right to the front so that they can acknowledge that you're here so you can buy your T-shirt. Otherwise, everyone's just shoving. But I wanted it. And so I was going to push through the crowd and I was going to get my T-shirt. And that's what this woman decided. How desperate are you for your breakthrough? Are you willing to fight for it? It's not always going to come easy. Sometimes we have to fight through the crowd, through the voices, through the judging, through what everybody around us is going to say. And I'm sure that this lady, who's ever been in a crowd and you're convinced everyone was staring at you? This morning, I had a shoe accident, and my shoe, like, the whole bottom of it came off, and I was walking around like this. And so I was convinced. I'm like, I'm like everybody can see what's happened to my shoe. <gasps> this is terrible. So I phoned a friend. Thank you, Nishi. And I'm like, please bring shoes to church. <laughs> and she said, but you, you feel like there's something wrong, and everyone is staring at you. Even though nobody really is, you know, like, it's just you so aware. But I'm sure this woman was in this crowd, and she's like, Everyone's going to be staring at me. Everybody knows what's wrong with me. Everybody's going to judge me. They're going to be like, who is this woman? Why is she touching us? Because now we're unclean. And how dare she think that she can come and be in this crowd? But she pushed through anyway. She's like, I'm desperate. I need one moment with Jesus, and nothing is going to stop me. So that was her first issue she had to get through. And then, of course... Jesus was actually on his way to heal somebody else. So we're going to jump back a little bit to Mark chapter 5, verse 21. And it says, After Jesus returned from across the lake, a huge crowd of people quickly gathered around him on the shoreline. Just then, a man saw that it was Jesus. So he pushed through the crowd. There we go. This is what you've got to do. And threw himself at Jesus' feet. His name was Jarius a Jewish official who was in charge of the synagogue. He pleaded with Jesus, saying over and over, please come with me. My little daughter is at the point of death, and she's only 12 years old. Come and lay your hands on her and heal her so that she will live. So this man Jarius had gotten to Jesus. He'd fought. He was also desperate for his breakthrough. He's like, Jesus, please, if you can just come with me and pray for my daughter, I know she'll be okay. So I don't know about you guys, I'm generally a very nice person, I think, quite polite. So if I'd seen this, and I'm like, oh, shame, this man, he needs Jesus, you know, it's okay, it's okay. I'll get my miracle tomorrow. You know, maybe the crowd will be smaller, or I don't want to interrupt your miracle. You, you go, and, and, and I'll be fine. I'll just, I'll just wait till another time, you know. But I really think that as Christians, we need to stop being so polite, we need to shove people out the way sometimes, not during COVID, you're not allowed to, no. But to get to what Jesus has for you, if someone is standing between you and your moment for Jesus, push through. Step into someone else's miracle. It's okay. Because you know what? 
God is enough for your miracle and their miracle and the next miracle. He's not limited to one miracle a day. There are no limits. So we need to stop limiting God. Because you know what? Jarius got his miracle. And it was actually instead of God, Jesus healing Jarius' daughter, he actually ended up raising her from the dead. So Jarius' miracle got even bigger. Jesus' name was lifted even higher. Don't limit God. Push through the crowd. Push through the voices. You know, it didn't matter that Jarius was a leader. He had a title. He was more important than her. No. Guys, nothing is more important. No one is more important than your encounter with Jesus. Because he can handle it all. He can get everybody there. She was desperate for just one moment with Jesus. And if you really want something, if you're desperate for something, that desperation moves you to action instead of just standing and watching your miracle walk past you. We've got to do something. We can't always go, God, I need you, and stand there and wait and expect something to just happen. Sometimes God's like, fight for it. Fight for it. I'm there. I'm with you. So I want us to just think for a moment. What have you been putting off? What is something that God is telling you to fight for? And it could be spending more time in his presence. Sometimes we have to fight off the sleep. (laughs) Sometimes we have to fight with our alarm clock and set it a little bit earlier. Getting into his word. Coming to church is actually a fight these days because we're all so fearful of COVID and this and, you know, what if there's... Someone who's sick there. So even just coming to church, maybe that's your fight this morning. Getting into a life group. Maybe asking someone for help is something that you need to fight for. You don't have to go through things alone. Maybe sharing your testimony. Maybe praying for someone at work or at the shops. Maybe Jesus is going, come on, step out, step out. And you've got to go, okay, God. I'm going to fight for my breakthrough. I'm going to do what you've called me to do. I love what it says in verse 27. I just want to read through that again. From verse 27, it says, When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt it in her body that she was free from suffering. Immediately, she had what she expected. Immediately, Jesus touched her. How would you feel if right now, whatever your biggest battle is, changed like that? Free. Like, excited? I hope we'd be excited. Under these masks, there's very happy people. (laughs) I'm sure she felt clean. She was just like, I knew it. After 12 years of pushing and fighting, God, I've stepped into my season of wholeness. But that wasn't the end. From verse 30, it says, At once, Jesus realized that the power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my cloak? You see the peoples crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you ask who touched me? 
like, everyone has touched you, Jesus. What do you mean? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. And then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be free from suffering. So I was also, when I was reading this, I was like, Jesus, why did you ask who touched me? Because there's no way you could have figured it. I mean, and he's Jesus. He obviously knew who had touched him. But everybody else is going, why? Why do you need to know who touched you? But I believe this was her moment with Jesus. She had touched him. She had received her healing. And she could have just snuck away again. And nobody would have known who it was. Nobody would have known. But she would have been healed. Her life would have been better. She's got her breakthrough. Come on, it's exciting. But we wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have been here telling you the story today. We wouldn't have been able to go, wow, look what Jesus did for this woman. So Jesus called her out to tell us her testimony. And that's what we have to do sometimes. You have to tell someone. What has God done in your life? Where has he brought breakthrough? Where has he brought provision? Where have you seen his goodness? You can't just hold it to yourself. Jesus didn't do it just for you. He gave it to you to share. Tell someone what Jesus has done in your life. And that was her moment where Jesus spoke to her as well. Your faith has healed you. Go in peace. I believe sometimes we get our miracle and we just run off and we're like, yeah everything's better. You've got to spend time with Jesus, and you've got to tell someone about it. Her step of faith began because she'd heard. She'd heard about Jesus who was performing miracles. And now her story is something that we can hear and have our lives changed and transported. There's the world right now is in desperate need of hope in desperate need of an encounter with Jesus, in desperate need of knowing that they're loved and that there's someone greater than the obstacle that they're facing. And you know what? We're the ones that get to tell them. We're the ones that get to go, do you know what? I had this encounter with this man called Jesus and he saved me and he set me free, and I've seen him come through for me time and time again. Yes, I've been through tough times. Yes, it's not always easy, but Jesus was always there. But Jesus has done things that you wouldn't believe, and that in itself takes boldness as well. It's not always easy for us to go up to someone and go, do you know what Jesus did for me? But I encourage you guys this morning, take that step. Let's be bold. Let's become that impact in the world around us where we get to go, guys, there is hope. There is an answer. There is a God that heals, and we're the ones that need to tell him. Your story might be just what somebody needs to get their breakthrough. And so I want to pray over us all this morning, and I want to encourage you guys, if, if you're pushing for a breakthrough, if there's an area in your life that you're going, okay, God, I've maybe stood back and I haven't been fighting for this, 
but this morning you feel like, God, I want to fight for it, I want to challenge us to stand. So that that's like our first step. God, I'm going to fight for this. So I'm going to ask you guys, if you would like prayer this morning, to just stand wherever you are so that we can pray of you as, as a step of faith going, okay, God, challenge accepted. I'm going to fight for what I believe in. So you guys can carry on and stand. And then also if you just need boldness to speak into someone else's life, if, you, if you're going, God, you've given me a story and I do want to share it, but man, I'm too scared to tell people about you. I don't know what to say. I don't know. Then I'm also going to ask you to stand. Because if you're asking God for boldness, then surely in this place where everybody is for you and everybody is on your side, then we can stand and say, I'm making a declaration. And for those of you at home as well, stand at home. Stand in your lounge or TV room if you're able to. And let's stand for what God has got for us this morning. So is there anyone that would like to stand this morning, that I can pray over us this morning. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. So I want you to really expect God to do something in your life this morning. You've pushed through, and Jesus always honors that when you've done something that might be scary and intimidating. So expect a touch from him right now. So come, Holy Spirit. We thank you for your presence. And we thank you, Lord, for what you have done in each and every single one of our lives. Every person sitting here or standing here or listening online, Lord, we know that you have worked in our lives and we give you honor for that. And Father, I pray, Lord, as you've spoken to us this morning as fighting for our moment, that you would give us the boldness and the courage to do just that. Lord, I pray that whatever the obstacles are that every person here is facing, Lord, that you would step into those moments, that you would step into their lives and bring breakthrough. Lord, I pray that you would open opportunities for us to speak to people around us and tell them of your goodness, of your faithfulness. I pray, Father, that you would anoint our lips to just declare your goodness. And Lord, I pray, give us the boldness to speak to people and lead people to you, Father. I thank you that from this room, we're going to see many salvations. We're going to see many people being reconnected with their Savior. So I thank you, Lord, that right now you empower us, you equip us, you fill us up. And I thank you, Lord, that you will send us out as your ambassadors of change, as your children, as your light bearers, Father God. And I pray that you would come into every single moment and I pray, Father, for breakthrough. I thank you, Lord, that we would see your goodness, that we would see your provision, that we would see your power, and that we would get more stories and more stories to tell. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.